Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Watt Fillier, who's outstanding. Pump returner, four and a half yards of pump return. Gilligan belts it, hits the 40, 35. Off Fillier, it's loose, and Penn State's around it and recovers it. Dan Chasetta recovers it at the 27 yard line. Near side, Dotson Hamler, wing left, Friermuth. Journey Brown to the right. Take the Brown, steps up, throws in the end zone, touchdown, Penn State, Nick Bowers. Penn State gets the takeaway and converts. Bowers tight to the far side. Devin Ford, the running back. He's to the right of Clifford. Back goes Clifford. Steps up. Through the pocket. 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. Far side, 15, 10, 5. To the pylon. Touchdown, Penn State. Sean Clifford, 38 yards. And the Nittany Lions retake the lead. Keeps it, throws it to Fillier, complete 30-yard line, good blocking, 35, and decked at the 40-yard line where he fumbled the football. Marquise Wilson recovered. Was Fillier down? Penn State recovers. Marquise Wilson has it. Back goes Ramsey. Pressure. Gross Matos has him, and down he goes. Back on the 40-yard line. It's fourth and one. They're on 44. Whitehead, short snap, they're there, and down he goes. Antonio Shelton, Jan Johnson, Micah Parsons, Penn State, perfect play. Dotson, hip and hammer, far side, near side, just center. Journey Brown again, through the hole, 30. Journey, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Penn State. The Nittany Lions, after the brilliant play on fourth down, take it to the house. So here it is, fourth and goal, 18th play of the drive. Clifford takes it himself, touchdown, Penn State. Game, set, and match, Nittany Lions. Everybody's been uh, wanting a fullback. That was fullback offense right there. 18 <laughs> plays, grinded it out. Um, I don't know if I've been around that. 18 plays, ended with a touchdown, made them burn their timeouts, used our timeouts to take even more off the clock. Um, that was that was huge. You know, that was huge. So proud of our guys. You, you talk about the stats that matter. We won them all. Uh, drive start battle, turnover battle, penalty battle, explosive play battle. Um, um, you know, so when you do that, you have a chance to be successful. James, every Friday I see you go over every scenario on uh, special teams with your football team. How much did that help on a fake punt? I, I think it was huge. There's so many things. As you know, guys, you, you can't cover it all, especially when they have a bye week and you don't. But you guys that are there every single week, you see how much time we put into all these different situations to be prepared, to be covered. Um, that was huge. That was huge. It was a huge stop for us in the game. Our guys were prepared for that moment, and they stepped up and made the play. James, how difficult was the decision to go for it on fourth down and goal line? Well, you know, it, it really just came 
came down to number one, we got it down to the one yard line. Number two, I was going to run all the time off the clock, burn it at one second, and then we're talking about it. You know, you got a three point lead or you got a six point lead. You know, so in that situation, they're either going to get a tie the game with a field goal, or you know, obviously if you can, if you if you get a field goal in that situation, they still get a touchdown and they win. So it 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 pretty much I, I felt like was the right decision to run the clock down, make them burn all their timeouts, go for it at the one-yard line, and now they got to go 99 yards, no timeout with their backs against the wall. Um, as I can imagine, someone's probably got a different opinion, but that, that's what I thought was the right thing there. <laughs> no, it was, the right, it was the right choice. It worked. Everybody's going to say it's the right choice, but it was no matter what. James, what about Sean Clifford today? It's not just throwing the football, but his ability to create something with his legs. What does that mean to, to your offensive balance? You know, as you guys know, I, I don't talk about injuries, but the guy's the guy's gutsy. You know, he's been banged up. He's not a hundred percent. You can see him kind of hobbling around a little bit. Um, the thing, he's such a competitor, though. When it's actually during the play, you don't see it a whole lot. But then he like waddles back to the huddle. Um, he's just gutsy. He's tough. He's a winner. He was just awesome in our locker room. You know, he cares so much about Penn State, the university, the community. He cares so much about this football program, and he does it the right way. And, you know, that's not always the case. And uh, I just – I'm very proud of him. I'm very happy he's a part of our football program. James Franklin after the game. Get to the game in a moment. A star – was born in tailgating lore at the Tom McGrath tailgate. Gary Goloszewski, curator. Were John and Mary Faust and Randy Mary and Mary Ellen Isles, and Gary Navy Goloszewski, and Tom and Julie McGrath, and just a long list of people. And Julie and Brian, she actually made a turkey. Or Brian had to go out. They needed twine for the turkey. They needed foil for the turkey. Brian went out at 2 a.m. to Walmart to get it. <laughs> and thought about tossing it on the lawn. That's a different story. <laughs> what a great time. But then Sean Carey dominated. No. The tailgating seat. Dominated. No. no. Couldn't telling, be further. No. Telling... Telling as many Steve Jones stories as possible. (laughs) Especially about this part of the show as to when I get there. (laughs) (laughs) It's not for lack of trying. No, it worked out perfect for me. Actually, my parking spot is about four rows down, just parallel from where the Tom McGrath tailgate is located. So it could not have asked for... Gary, Gary Goloszewski, curator. That's right. Tagline. You have to. You you've got to be able to put the tagline in there. It's very important. Necessary. Yes. And it was funny. More and more people I talked to during the tailgate wanted their names added to the tagline during our broadcast. Of course they <laughs> during do. Our broadcast. Well, you know they want to be aligned with uh, you know something five star as the uh, Tom McGrath ki- tailgate. You know, Gary Golshevsky, curator. <laughs> it's it is a five star event. I mean, they're five star restaurants. It's a five star tailgate. So you're there 
and you dominate the scene. Well, Julie was one of the, Tom's wife, Julie, was one of the first I met on Saturday morning, and Amy and Gary, they're all just absolutely phenomenal. It was just terrific. Yes, they are. Terrific. Yes, they are. So I wanted to grab a cup of coffee there before heading up to the stadium and did that, and and uh, we were able to uh, jump on our Facebook to see the uh, you know, the, the buses arriving. So we a little shot a little video there, put that on the Facebook on Saturday morning before heading up to the press box. And terrific day. Penn State to be... You know, commended for the uh, wonderful activities that they put yes. together for Military Appreciation Day. So it's just a wonderful day, beautiful weather. Got the win. Yes, we'll get to that in a moment. But oh, again, yeah. you dominated the tailgate. I don't really think that's any really true. I really don't. No. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. Anybody can get in there like you did. For example, and well, it was all because of you. Let's face it. I mean, <laughs> oh no, 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 look, I'm just, they look, wouldn't I'm have just, known me from Adam I'm if just, I wasn't affiliated uh, with the show. Come on now, look, I'm just a simple shepherd, okay? Uh, and um, yeah, let's see here. But no, I got a hold of Gary this morning and thanked him again for the invite, and uh, yeah, Tom was absolutely phenomenal. And it was great to get the inside story on the complete history of the Tomograph tailgate, Gary Golshevsky, curator. So now, I mean, this is pristine information (laughs) that falls way up in the category of the 11, you know, herbs and spices used in the KFC recipe. You know, this is high-level stuff. I'm impressed. Oh. Let's see here. I'm trying to. But no, I wasn't up. even there like two. I wasn't even there like two minutes and met Tom. Oh, and believe met, me, they, I met Tom. Got barrage with questions. Well, no, I met Tom's wife when I got there, and then she, uh, I posed for a couple of photos, and I don't know if did she send them to you? Did she? She texted them to somebody. I don't know who she texted them to, but uh, no, I did not get any photos. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure who they were sent to, but it didn't bother I, me, but. But you were the star of the whole thing. But phenomenal food, yeah. awesome coffee, breakfast you, sandwiches, turkey were, tailgate, post game. You were you were able to, uh, I think, dish dirt. Oh, not at all. No, that's what that's what they were looking for. Well, they I, they uh, they must have went home disappointed then. Hopefully they. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got some inside scoop behind the scenes of what happens here on the show. I mean, we we dished out some of that because I felt that they were, you know, they are super fans of the show, including you know Gary himself. So yeah. <laughs> In terms of dirt and now, turning now, it into a now, and turning now, into now, a Steve Jones roast, uh, no way. I mean, it couldn't be further from the truth. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't throw you under the bus. Come on, man. Were there any questions about the suit? None. I was hey, shocked. Just so, you, just so you know, I show up every day with questions. We'll come back with more in a moment. <laughs> we'll talk about the game in a moment because there are a lot of items to it. That I thought uh, were very important. So, very important. There's a bottom line before we go to break here. Number one. Oh, text just in from Gary Goloszewski. Yes, Sean uh, dominated the tailgate. <laughs> it's right here. I've got to confirm. Yes, from him as well. Thank you, Gary. Super G. 
Normally he's listening to the podcast. Now yeah. he's listening. He's listening live. <laughs> Double G. He's like, I don't got no time for no podcast. We're going live. We're doing it live. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Sean, yes, Sean dominated the tailgate. Gary's the man. Tom's the man. Yeah, private one from Gary. Boy, he dished a lot of dirt on you. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> All right. During the break. Essentially, okay, they play Indiana Saturday. Indiana. Did I say they're a great team, awesome team? No, but they're a very good team. That's a very good college football team, Indiana. Time Allen's done a good job with them. That was, for all intents and purposes, a playoff game for Penn State. Now they'll put it all out on the table this week against Ohio State. You don't win that game, you're out of it. You win the game, you're still in it. Penn State kept themselves in it. That was a playoff game they won. It. We'll tell you about how they did it in a few moments. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. The Purdy's would have loved the uh, Tom McGrath tailgate, as uh, Gary Goloszewski, curator, and the entire crowd, uh, because they're fun people themselves. Adam Purdy, Steve Engel, the entire group, good people that are great at their jobs. Auto, home, life, business insurance, whatever your needs may be, they'll find you the best price, the right insurance. If there's ever a claim, they go to work immediately because customer service means everything to them. Purdy Insurance. Marcus Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. All right. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back. Great to have you with us. So I set this dinner reservation for Friday night on the category of it's my turn to buy. Um, they have the Urban Meyer steak, the Archie Griffin steak, the Jim Trestle steak. These are all things you, you can, like, you know, can put out in the parking lot and back over. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I was going to ask you if this was at Eddie George's place. No, this is okay. Hyde Park's. This is Hyde Park. Oh, nice. And it's a Hyde Park steakhouse. Yeah. Lots of steaks, chops, chicken. Let's see here. Uh, salmon. 
uh, with, uh, Chilean sea bass. I mean, I, had to, I wanted to make sure I thought of what Jack really liked, too. So it's not bad. Ooh, lobster bisque. Delectable. That line from Elaine Benison. How was the date? The bisque was outstanding. <laughs> but what about the date? I mentioned the bisque. <laughs> All right. Uh, Saturday. This is the third time this season where the Penn State offense has been in a spot where late they needed to do something. Against Iowa, they needed a couple of first downs with a five-point lead to put the game away, and they got two first downs. Late against Michigan, they needed a first down to put the game away. They got the first down, put the game away. Fourth quarter against Indiana, nursing a three-point lead. When the drive began, Jack and I mentioned how important this drive moment was because you needed to build that two-score lead again. Little did we know there was going to be a journey of 18 plays over 75 yards. And remember, not a single portion of that drive was aided by a penalty. That was 18 plays all the way through. Along the way, they drained 901. Along the way, they drained all of Indiana's timeouts. On the fourth down play, James Franklin drained 39 seconds, called the timeout, then they ran the play and they scored. That was really impressive. That is the third time in this tough stretch of games, and Indiana was the fourth-ranked team that Penn State's played in the last five. The only one that wasn't was Michigan State, and they were ranked earlier in the year. But you get into a tough stretch of games, you need to do what they do. You need to close out the way they closed out. They closed out Iowa. Iowa just scored. It's a five-point game. Michigan just scored. It's a seven-point game. Indiana just scored. It's a three-point game. And each time in the clutch when they needed the offense to do something, they did it. The fake punt goes back to the point Jack made in the postgame, which you just heard. They prepare all scenarios, some of which they're they're not going to see, but you don't know if you're going to see it. Well, they prepare all these scenarios all the time, and every week they make sure they're ready on fake punts. Every week. And they go through it on Friday as one of the scenarios. And voila, it presented itself, and Penn State reacted perfectly. There are a lot of key parts of that game. Great to have you with us. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We'll have uh, Matt Lee on next half hour on the Eagles' tough day on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Oh, hello. 
can you help us with our insurance? From in there? Oh, the cage? I've been with this provider for years. <sighs> Let's find a trusted choice independent agent. Trusted choice! Many insurance agents are held captive by one provider, but a trusted choice independent agent has the freedom of choice. They can shop multiple providers on your behalf to find the coverage options and prices right for you. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. Are you trapped by one company's rates? Call Purdy Insurance today at 570-286-5855. The Penn State Nittany Lions play on WKOK. Long and deep down the middle. Hamler, KJ's there, got it. Touchdown, Penn State. Penn State football is sponsored by Blaze Alexander Ford, Carpet Man, Mifflinburg Auto Sales, Glick Associates, Mifflinburg Hotel, Scarlet D, and Lewisburg Hotel. The Nittany Lions go to the horseshoe to take on Ohio State Saturday. Kickoff is set for noon. We're on beginning at 1030 on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Have you with us on the show today? Indiana did what Indiana does, and that is they get out to great starts. They had scored over 100 points in the opening quarter of this season, and they got off to a great start, and they beat Penn State deep a couple times. Then the Penn State defense settled down, and Indiana could not get anything going. And then late they hit another big play. So obviously they know they have to clean that up, especially against a team like Ohio State that is as explosive as they are. Fields, to his credit, I talked in the summer, and I'll reiterate it here. The question mark in the summer was not whether Justin Fields could run. It was not how strong an arm Justin Fields has. He has a very strong arm. The question going in was how accurate would he be? And I said, we'll know by November 23rd. Well, guess what? This is the week of November 23rd. We now know he's very accurate. He's thrown 31 touchdown passes and one interception this season. Dobbins has had the season I thought he would have. So, I mean, Dobbins has met the expectations I had for him when I was sitting down to vote in the summer about the top players in the league. Chase Young being back, fine. Heck of a player. You know, you want to face the best anyway, so go out and, you know, he's there. Malik Harrison, the linebackers, had a very good year. Sean Wade's very good in the secondary, too. And look, they, you know, they kick the ball well. They do everything well. You know, essentially, they really have not been challenged this season. All right, we'll get to more of that with Frank Bodani in the next half hour. But today uh, we're going to bring in and talk about yesterday's Eagles game. Tough one with the Patriots down at the link. And uh, Matt Leon joins us from Philadelphia. Matt, welcome. Great to have you with us. Brady did not play well again. He's gone through a string where he's, he's really not playing well. Why couldn't the Eagles take advantage of that? Because uh, they were worse offensively than the, than the Patriots were. I think uh, I, I have a lot of questions about 
the Eagles the way they approached the game yesterday on offense. They have that touchdown drive, which was arguably the best touchdown drive of the Doug Peterson era. I mean, it was 95 yards against the best foot defense in football. It was, uh, you know, step-by-step, run and pass, great mixture. They get the touchdown pass to Goddard. And then after that, and yes, they did lose Lane Johnson after that, and that is a big loss, but they kind of shelved the running game and just tried to do go bombs away, and they kept throwing the ball to guys that were re, that were just signed on Thursday and kept being surprised that it wasn't working. Uh, I was surprised that Miles Sanders were a part of the game plan, the passing game. Uh, he really was the one guy, when you looked at the, the people they had available at the skill position, Miles Sanders was the one guy you would point to and say, uh, as a chance to get chunk plays to be a difference maker. And they really didn't try to utilize him at all in the passing game. Now, Doug Peterson today said the Patriots did some things to take him away, and I'm sure they did, but they didn't even try. They pushed that off the table. Meanwhile, you know, they're funneling the ball to Jordan Matthews, who, you know, yes, he knows the playbook. He's been here a couple of times, but he was signed on, like, Thursday. And I don't quite understand it. I don't understand a lot of how they approached that, that game offensively after they scored the touchdown. Yeah, uh, is this team is is the chemistry of the team being hurt by the fact that they seem to be running in as many players on and off the roster because of injuries, where they just can't get a consistent group to play every single game? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, you look—they actually came out in worse shape out of the bye week on injuries than they did going in. You know, they they lost also on Jeffrey Jordan Howard without playing a game, so. That was, you know, I think all Sean Jeffrey, you knew, was a little banged up. The Jordan Howard injury kind of came out of nowhere. And he was really, I think, important to what, yeah. you know, the, the offense had kind of established an identity the last couple of weeks. And he was a big reason for that. Uh, so obviously losing him was big. But that being said, you know, for does, is Miles Sanders a 30 touch a week NFL back on the regular? No. Could he have been for one week? Yes. So I don't quite under. Uh, stand the the going away from him, but yeah, you know, like I said, they signed Jordan Matthews this week, and he was targeted six times. You know, Boston Scott's a, a practice squad guy, and he's out there, and uh, it's it's a tough way to live. I mean, Matt Collins hasn't caught a pass since like September. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. it, it, it's a tough tough way to live. But that being said, I just really felt like they didn't utilize the the strengths they had on offense. Uh, in that game, I guess the best way I put it, I could put it is, Doug Peterson called played called plays for the team he wished he had rather than the team he really had, and I I think you. I will say this uh, with all due respect to the Eagles' offense, the Patriots' defense is to their especially in the secondary. They they are really really good, and I can't think of a secondary that's better than that in the NFL. Oh, no, they're outstanding, and you know, there's no question, but there were plays to be made. I mean, even that last, you know, it wasn't quite a Hail Mary, but that fourth down play to Nelson Aguilar back in the end zone on a zero blitz. I mean, is that a incredibly difficult catch? Yes. Five teams in the NFL have a guy that could make that catch? Yes. You know, and Nelson Aguilar gets twisted around, can't bring it in. Like I said, it would have been spectacular. Sure. But that's kind of like another layer on this is, the next time an Eagles receiver makes a really difficult catch for Carson Wentz, I think will be the first time this year. 
we've talked about the you know they've had problems with drops but they also have problems with balls that yeah might not be great all the money but you just see NFL guys go up and make catches and they just don't seem to do that and with a relatively consistency they don't really help out when some balls that might not be perfect now that being said Alvin Carson once is very good Sunday you know I don't want right. to he, he so, wasn't dropping dimes everywhere but boy he there are they get into some ruts he just does not get any help from his pass catchers going above and beyond once in a while whereas you regularly see other teams make you know make plays to bail the quarterback out uh, yet defensively, they played really well where the, to the point where the Patriots go to, quote, their bag of tricks, and they had to pull out. It may not be Philly special, but it's the old Kent State quarterback, Julian Edelman, throwing the ball. Oh, yeah, and you know, the, the defense, you can tell how much more comfortable they are defensively getting Darby and Jalen Mills back. The whole yeah. secondary makes more sense. They're guys that can compete one-on-one where they were getting burned earlier in the year when those guys were hurt played well but that being said you know in that type of game you need the defense to make a play or two and when yes. i say make a play get a turnover field do something to kind of jumpstart momentum do that uh I, yes that's you know they, they were down to down they were very solid you know I, they only gave up a couple of big plays one was the the dump off pass to rex burkhead and a for no gain and gary misses the tackle and it turns into a 30-yard gain uh, but, I mean, th- for the most part, they played very well. But that being said, they desperately needed somebody to make a play on a ball, do something to kind of flip the field, turn things around, and they weren't able to do that. Right, exactly. Uh, and, and, that, and that's dump off to Burkett is a standard Patriots play. I mean, it's it's one you can read and get yourself in position. All right, so Seattle Russell Wilson this week. Right, it's a different quarterback challenge. How do the Eagles need to respond to it? I mean, defensively, they need to play as well as they did. I think this is a tough matchup. Uh, I know they won the game in Buffalo, but for a lot of that game, Josh Allen gave the Eagles fits with the ability to move out of the pocket and run the football. Josh Allen has, like, the basic econo-buy skill set that Russell Wilson has. And so I think that is going to be a difficult matchup. Uh, but it's going to come down, you know, listening to Doug Peterson's press conference today, I'm not real optimistic that Alshon Jeffrey will be back. Right. Uh, it doesn't sound like – I think Jordan Howard might be a coin flip. Uh, I do think you'll probably see Jay Ajayi. They, they signed him on Saturday, and he was active yesterday but didn't play. I think especially if Howard can't go, you'll see Jay Ajayi. But once again, yes, he's a former Eagle, but once again, you're, you'll be the – leaning on a guy that was on the street six days ago right and exactly. making him that, that that's a tough way to that's a tough way to, to play so i think this is going to be tough when i looked at these two games i actually thought the new england one was the more winnable one they just seemed to match up better yeah. with the patriots uh i i think this will be uphill yes it's home uh you know but it's going to be tough sledding that being said after this game the schedule really opens up yes, they've only got does. one game against the a team that you would really think they'd be challenged. That's going to be a huge Dallas game. But they've got the Giants twice, Washington, Miami. Uh, they've got a chance to make some hay here. They don't have to be much better than they were Sunday, and they should still be able to make a lot of hay after this Seattle game. But this, this I think this is a heavy lift. I think the way they're currently constructed, uh, this is going to be a tough one. All right. As always, Matt, appreciate it very much. Thank you, sir.
Steve Jones Show, WKOK and Sean and Steve. And subscribe to our podcast. We appreciate everybody listening to our show that way. And uh, by the way, if you listen to us through the Apple Podcast app, do not hesitate to leave us a five-star review. It gets us up the rankings even further and gets the word out even further to more Penn State football fans because the more the merrier. We got room. All right. So search Steve Jones Show either on the Apple Podcast app or Google Play. Hit the subscribe button, and then we just drop the shows right to your smartphone and tablet. Easy peasy. And you can also go back in time with three months of archive shows. You can always find them on our podcast archive page at stevejonesshow.com. So we'll be diving into more of the matchup uh, from Saturday, uh, the victory over Indiana, uh, with Frank Bodani, outstanding Penn State football writer from the York Daily Record. He'll be joining us at 4.06. And also congratulations to the Bucknell Bison. Big senior day win on Saturday against Georgetown with two touchdowns in the fourth. Uh, We'll hear from Bison head coach Dave Cicchini at 4.35 in his weekly spot. Speaking of Bucknell and Penn State, got a basketball game tomorrow night. The Bison and the Nittany Lions, we will have that for you here on WKOK with Steve and Dick Girardi. They'll start the Penn State Sports Network coverage at 6. And then, of course, you can hear the Bucknell coverage over on Eagle 107 at 107.3. Doug Bird's song will be on beginning at 6 with head coach Nathan Davis. Again, that tip is at 6.30 tomorrow night in the BJC. Oh, by the way, you got Monday Night Football uh, tonight as well here on WKOK from Mexico City. Uh, terrific broadcast colleague of Steve Jones's is Kevin Kugler. Kevin will be on the call tonight. Westwood One uh, National Broadcast with the Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. By the way, we had that in our picks from last week. Uh, Kevin is the lone dog taking the Chargers. Steve and I chose the Chiefs. So it looks like I've gained some ground over the King. Either another game or two. So so that's happened three weeks in a row. So I think now we can consider that a surge as we try to uh, see if these uh, you know two guys that were tied for the lead and hanging in the penthouse, maybe they have room for, for a third wheel as we uh, knock out the picks again later this week. But we'll do the picks on Thursday, by the way. Okay, we'll do the pick segment on Thursday as Steve will be on the jet plane to Columbus on Friday. So Cleveland Browns head coach, Freddie Kitchens, he says the Browns will be standing by Miles Garrett, but not excusing Garrett for his actions last week in the Thursday night matchup against the Steelers. The NFL suspended Garrett indefinitely, including for the rest of the season and any playoff games for ripping the helmet off of quarterback Mason Rudolph in the uh, last few seconds of the game and clubbing him in the head with it as well. Now, Kitchens did say no excuse for that on the field. All the players in the locker room know that. Adam Schefter from ESPN reported Garrett's appeal of his indefinite suspension will be heard on Wednesday morning. By and that will take, that'll take 18 seconds. We can only... Thank you. <laughs> okay. 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 We have, here's the key, videotape. Sure right. do. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. By the way, another nugget from last Thursday night's game, I mentioned Adam Schefter a second ago. He mentioned earlier this afternoon, he posted on social media on the very same play that Juju Smith-Schuster got knocked out of the game uh, due to a concussion. He also hurt his knee. At this point, he may not play for the Steelers this Sunday. 
against the Cincinnati Bengals. And they got a bye week this week. Oh, I guess you could. That's one way to look at it. Sure. What do you mean? It's one way to look at it. That's how everybody <laughs> looks at it. <laughs> and a steal. Another Steelers note. We'll, we're just layering Steelers notes on top of Steelers notes. Uh, the NFL announced earlier today that the rematch between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns it was supposed to be in the 4 p.m. window in a couple of weeks. That has now been flexed up to 1 p.m. So that'll be a 1 p.m. game on December the 1st. Okay. Oakland and the Chiefs. That was supposed to be a 1 p.m. game. That has now been flexed down to the 425 uh, CBS Nationwide game. Okay. So there you go. Wow. It's your NFL scheduling update. I'm Sean Carey. This is this is what December first, correct? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. Great. Well, I can plan my life. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I watched some of the Bears yesterday. Um, Bears Rams game. Same here. That's, mm-hmm. that's the only thing I saw. I did not see another. I think I saw like five minutes of the uh, Ravens. Texans game. And the part I did see was, uh, hey, uh, I got to give the Ravens credit. They're good. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like you know, Lamar Jackson's playing really well. Right They're now. cooking. They're cooking on offense. Defense is uh, stepping up as well. Looking very, very good. Yeah. Oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Smoke alarm? Ah, uh, yes. Yipes. Yes, it is. Uh-oh. Yes, it is. Hopefully we'll survive. The show is smoking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, the, the, with the Bears game from last night, I mean, there, I, 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 th- I figure there had to have been a legitimate reason as to why Nagy took Trubinsky out in the fourth quarter. And eventually news came out that it was uh, a hip injury. Right. And right. Uh, that was, okay, you're you're down 10 with three and a half to go in the fourth. And that's when you decide to change quarterbacks, at least to kind of clear the air as to why he left the game. Yeah, no. It, it, in fact, the they sent a tweet out. Al Michaels pointed out at the end of the game. They sent a tweet out saying that that's why he was pulled out. Yeah. Like, okay, you know, it's fine. Uh, look, the Bears are what I thought they were. I didn't think they were very good. The Bears, to me, are very uninspiring to watch. And uh, with all due respect, you, know, you hear, uh, for example, um, Sean McVay. Offensive genius. I'm like, okay, really? Matt Nagy, offensive genius. I sit there and go, really? You become an offensive genius, in my opinion, when you are countered and you have a response to the counter. Neither one has had a response yet to the counter. Neither one. That, that, to me, is where you become an offensive genius. When you have the ability to make a response to the counter. As I mentioned, defensive coordinators sit there all year. Right? They don't play golf. They sit there and look at all the videotape as to what you're doing and why. You become an offensive genius in your ability to counter what the other team is doing. Neither one has been able to do that yet. Right, they came out. They had good ideas. People responded to their good ideas. Now, now they've had a chance to react to their good ideas. 
Well, again, they have not been able to, quote, react back. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Sounded like for a few moments I was going to need it there. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Q, it's 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. On News Radio 1070, WKOK. Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.